We're reheating the snacks from the all-day breakfast barbecue on Sin 90.7. Oh, what a day for it, eh? Bloody ripper. Surely they'd be done by now. Boy, it's hot in here. It's the all-day breakfast barbecue with Brent, Josh, Bonnie and Eli on SIN 90.7. Breakfast, it's our summer barbecue special where we're sizzling up the hottest content for your summer days. Uh-huh. Welcome to the start of the week, ladies and gents. We're joined in studio, as always, by Bonster. Hello. Eli. <laughs> and Joshy Parrish. What's crack-a-lacking? Yeah. Just our bloody hot content. Boy, do we have a show for you today. It's sizzling. It's full of cooking good content. It's mm. charring. What is it, Josh? It's dry roasted, uh, rubbed, and uh, pre-marinated with all uh, the secret herbs and spices in the world. Oh, okay. You got me at secret herbs and spices. You've touched on something <laughs> close to my heart there. We've got a giant show. We have not only one, but two. Not three, just two. Uh, we have two celebrity chefs on the show today. Demi Kutsouris from My Kitchen Rules. And Ben Milbourne. MasterChef 2012. I'm going to be in to give you the bloody hot barbecue tips you need to get through your summer. That's right. Not only do we have the laughs and enjoyment for your afternoon, but we also have real tips on barbecues. <laughs> Who would have bloody thought it? How good we're going to be cooking up a storm. <laughs> With the news, traffic and weather and all your favourite bits, Secret Sound's going to make a return as well. But right well, now... Okay. Well, no one talked to us about that before. No, we didn't get a briefing. Uh, yeah, well, come on. Uh, stick with it. We do have fly a, with me. We do have a great track now, though. One mm-hmm. of my own personal favourites. Uh, and just because it's Monday, I thought I'd bring it in there. So if you've woken up and heard the alarm this morning, let's say it ain't so by Weezer. You. See ninety point seven. Went home. And say it is so, you're back on Sin 90.7, all-day breakfast, summer barbecue special, and now it's time for the weather. Just kidding, it's the news. Go to Bonnie. Good afternoon. Sorry. Top of the afternoon, Bonnie. Lovely to meet Hi. you. <laughs> I'm just going to go right in. The red carpet for the Golden Globes Awards ceremony in the US has turned into a sea of black as high-profile women in the industry chose to use their outfits as a message of protest. A large rally of A-listers have formed the activist group named Time's Up and they hope to bring attention to harassment and mistreatment of women across a variety of industries. During an interview on the red carpet, Meryl Streep said, We feel emboldened in this particular movement to stand together in a thick black line. With all their outfits, these women have these women have proved that black is back, and that once you go black, no, I'm just kidding. Fan <laughs> <laughs> from PR would not be happy with that. No. But they have also proved that they would certainly fit in in Melbourne. Yes. <laughs> According to one personal trainer, the early bird does catch the worm, at least in terms of maximising the benefits of an early morning workout. Keith McNiven from the Right Path Fitness in London says working out in the morning sets the whole day off on a high. Correct. Oh, (laughs) thank you, Eli. (laughs) We are able to be more productive throughout the day. Oh, sorry. 
he says, we are able to be more productive throughout the day from the motivation we have in the morning. On his website, he's listed five physiological reasons why working out in the morning is better for your health, with examples such as having higher levels of testosterone when you first wake up, which aids building muscle, and stimulating your metabolism early through exercise to burn fat throughout the day. If all of the reasons here are true, here at the all-day breakfast, we are completely screwed and may as well flush our news resolutions down the toilet because <laughs> there is no way we'll wake up early. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all about it. New Year, new Brenny. Uh, I did exercise this morning. Yeah. Having said that, uh, I think what he's trying to say is if you do wake up after lunch, if you work out then, it's fine also. I think that's okay. Oh, okay. Well, when did you work out? Today? Today. Still don't believe it. Fresh Brenny, 9.30. Went for a run. Yeah, that is early for yeah. us. I but mean, anyways, that's, that's I, middle of the night. Look at the look at the lack of gains here, guys. <laughs> sorry, Brent, this isn't your news. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. That is news, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to sports news now, and fifteen thousand volunteers and staff have received a handbook regarding which language to use at the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games this year. The volunteers have been told to use gender-neutral words such as everyone, they, folks, and all, instead of using terms such as guys, girls, ladies, and gentlemen. The guidelines have been labelled as political correctness gone insane. With more books regarding the Commonwealth Games are set to be published later in the year with titles such as Winter Commonwealth Games by Bob Sled, <laughs> The Commonwealth Games Trials by Willie Qualify, <laughs> and How to Win at the Commonwealth Games by Vic Tory. Zing. And that's often used in sport, you're on the all-day breakfast. Yes. I'm fine that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so whether or not you should go outside report with Josh Parrish. Hit it with us, Josh. <laughs> I've got a question that exercise expert from earlier. I, I don't think Brenny's suffering from a shortage of testosterone at the best of times. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> go home. Um, so the recent heatwave sweeping through Melbourne and Sydney has left the trendy and fashion conscious among us in a state of existential angst. Do they continue to sweat it out in their black turtlenecks and drainpipe skinny jeans? Or do they swallow their pride and reach into the depths of their dresser drawers in search of the never-before-worn bawdies and bintang singlet from that uncle who, um, that Uncle Ian brought them back from Bali in 2009? <laughs> <laughs> Brenny, uh, are you breaking out the bintang singlet anytime soon to show off those guns? Ah, uh, look, my severe case of dad bod prevents that. Uh, <laughs> it's not really such biceps as it is, just the top of my arm is wider. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can probably get away with that. I think my my arms narrow to a point at the shoulder. <laughs> but you're sick at leading the charge if you ever had to like go through a scrum in a footy run. Well, well, on the tram, it's really handy because I just bust out the shoulder blades and I can re uh, repel any anyone who gets in my personal space. See, mine's the exact opposite problem. If I try and muscle through a crowd, people think that I've got a comforting sort of presence and they just generally, generally lean in for the hug. You. I'm like, come on, guys, I'm trying to get through. Okay, here, have one. <laughs> you're doing good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> So the ridiculous temperatures have been a boon for backyard barbecues as oh, a tank yeah. of gas is no longer required to cook your snacks. <laughs> yeah, nice. Correct. Simply fling the sausages on any outdoor grill and they'll burst into flames mm. of their own accord. <laughs> and finally, the heat is definitely on a Melbourne woman who was arrested last week coming back from Indonesia with 2.8 kilograms of the stuff you should definitely swerve. Yes! <laughs> yep. Did you get that back in headphones? <laughs> <laughs> 
Her debut single is expected to be released sometime in the late 2040s. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got Chappelle Corby coming up no. later on the show. No. Not again. Yeah, no, we're going to be playing it. No. Yeah, we are. No. Eli's been swinging that on repeat, and I think he's going to slip it into the show today. Mm-hmm. I, I refuse. <laughs> it's the All Day Breakfast Traffic Report on Sin 90.7. Trauma at a kitchen in Paran. Paran, Paran, how do you say it? Paran. Paran. As a resident turned on the tap too hard to clean a bowl they ate breakfast out of this morning, only having the resulting high energy tap flow flow right into their blouse. Bother. The water damage, fresh, you know, it damaged their body shirt. They were traumatised. Was he the same people that were the lawn balls last week? Yep. <laughs> the affected resident quickly cursed out the wazoo and luckily had a spare shirt to put on. <laughs> Head to work unscathed. <laughs> a near miss at the gym the other day when someone went to go lead- deadlift 100 kilograms and nearly blew off their woof woof valve. <laughs> Fortunately... No woof woof valve was blown. <laughs> but a fresh hole was made in their skins and mostly everyone else was looking at him just by being blown away by the massive size that they are, which was me. Hey. <laughs> you in a hunchy now, big boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in my dreams, Humble actually. brag. Humble <laughs> It's actually 65, but no one should know. Anyways, there's a collision of collision course of ice cream crashing into people's mouths on the weekend after the heat levels passed actual heat of the sun, as Josh mentioned earlier. Popular flavours that quelled people's heat levels were chocolate, quinoa and spirulina, (laughs) banana and macadamia, and raspberry. But Choc Mint had heaps of leftovers because that's a lie. It's like brushing your teeth and then eating chocolate at the same time. Don't eat it. I refute that straight away. Choc Mint's delicious. That's my favourite. Absolute lies. And that is all in traffic. (laughs) No, sorry. That's E Trillions on Twitter for all the hate mail for that last one. Send that straight through. We don't want it at the old day breakfast. Don't add us. Don't add us. It's straight to Eli. We don't. Yes, we we do not. (laughs) Uh, this is that. the all-day breakfast, and we do not approve that message. <laughs> <laughs> we, in fact, the all-day breakfast stance on chocolate mint ice cream is it's delicious. Uh, get some around you. Also, Bring it to Eli, me. <laughs> also, yep. Eli, I love how you use the gym and your experiences at the gym oh, um, in your in your report. Yeah, for traffic. Mm. Uh, it's weird because it's not often that you think traffic and gym. But Seems like you're almost trying to put... It's a high-traffic area, and people need to know the issues that affect them. But remember, wasn't it with the scab situation, wasn't that at the gym? Oh, the scab flying off, floating on. Yeah, yeah. Why did you too. bring that up again? Yeah, why did you do that? That For was the darkest did, point in our show. Technically, he did at the gym. You For know. those who are just jumping no, in no, onto no. the show. Don't no, tell don't. him. Come on. No, no, no. Content if you're warning. Just show, if you're just joining the show, don't ever listen to... Uh, don't tell him what episode. Okay, just... Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for joining. You're on the All Day Breakfast in 9.7. Set Summer Barbecue Special. Yeah. And, and don't, don't ever go back to the scab episode, because that's a wound that actually won't heal. <laughs> But don't, it'll fly just don't off. pick it at boys. Oh. Just leave it be. But it'll fly off no. like a dandelion. No. <laughs> Coming up next, we have we have a brilliant, brilliant chat with who, Josh? We have Demi Kotsouris coming up next, former My Kitchen Rules contestant and now uh, of the Eating in Style blog, but most importantly, a former alumnus of the great Doncaster Secondary College. <laughs> and our friend. Yeah, great friend of the show. Exactly. <laughs> but first, we have Suburban Guy by These Guys. On Sin 90.7. No. <laughs> That's have, a hot track. <laughs> we have these guys with Suburban Restaurant on All Day Breakfast Sin 90.7. Yay! <laughs> Put your shades on for the All Day Breakfast Barbecue on Sin 90.7.
Welcome back to the All Day Breakfast Barbecue with Brent, Josh, Eli and Bonnie here on C90.7. And we are now delighted to be joined by Demi Kotsouris, former MKR contestant and now food, lifestyle, fashion and general advice blogger. <laughs> I like that, general advice blogger. <laughs> Throw that one in too. Hi guys, how are we? We are so good. Now we just, we want to know your top barbecue tips for the summer. Um, yeah, well, um, I'm not the biggest barbecuer. No? Um, no. I, um, first time I ever cooked on a barbecue was on MKR with, um, hundred little nippies, um, waiting for me to feed them. But now I do have a tip or two about barbecuing that I learnt since then. <laughs> um, so I guess the biggest thing is like, don't cook cold meat. Yeah, let your Ever? let your meat get to room temperature at least, and then pop it on the barbie. Oh, wow. So, because yeah, okay. I'm I'm a big fan of just freezer straight to pan Ooh. and kind of cooking the the, the juice out. That's not it. Um, You're looking at me real. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like and how do you go after you eat? Because oh, that good. usually doesn't end well. Ooh. No, it cooks cooks through real good. I make sure the juices are gone and it's nice and. Chari. Yeah. He also right. does barbecue um, yeah, for twelve hours. If you try the room temperature <laughs> thing, then um, you might be. Uh, Tasting a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, you might find it's a bit softer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, to clarify, are nippies mm, the little crabs? Um, yeah, nippers, the little um, <laughs> surf, surf life kids. Yeah, surf life kids. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Maybe your pippies. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking oh, yeah. of small crustaceans. Yeah, I was like, no, I mean, no, I don't no. know that they like barbecue, but no. sure, get in there. No, 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 the surf life savers, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, as Eli said, we are trying to get the best barbecue tips for our listeners for our summer barbecue special. Uh, there's uh, From a non-cooking approach and your general advice, What's a non-taboo subject you can chat about at every barbecue? What would you bring <laughs> up? Oh, um, well, religion and politics are definitely... No, <laughs> no um, food's always good. So, like, you know, what, what do you like cooking at home? Or what don't you cook at home? Or what's your worst kitchen failure? Yeah. I mean, I always bring everything back to food, though. So, either that or fashion, but, you know, people you know, have less opinions on fashion than they do on food, I think, so. But what about the weather? The weather? <laughs> oh. Yeah, great day for it, like that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I guess. <laughs> but then where does that go from there? Like, yeah, great day for this, um, and then there's crickets, and you don't have much left to say, do you? Oh, celebratory uh, char-grilled occasion. That's what you'd say. <laughs> so, Debbie, what do you like to cook at home? Um, I was cook at everything, to be honest. I'm like... It depends on what I'm feeling like. Like, I tend to overdo foods um, a lot. But um, just, yeah, meat, veg and a salad or roast veggies. I love roast veggies. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, or quick pasta sauce. Yeah, nothing too fancy. For the uh, listeners at home, me and Brent are currently fighting over the same microphone and we nearly accidentally patched just now. That's why there's a little hilarity in the background. Mm, that was beautiful. <laughs> it was a cheeky little, I almost got a parish peck. That's, uh, that's what we're aiming for on the show. <laughs> no, but Demi, if we want to host people at our house and we want to blow them away with something that we can cook for them, what would, what would your advice be? Stick to what you know. I think that's always good. So, like, if you make a mean spag bowl, mm-hmm. don't go past it like do you know what I mean especially when you're cooking for a big group of people there's no need to go super fancy because good tasty food wins people over you've heard it here first guys and if you ever want to come get entertained at my house you're going to get a whole bunch of tasty ramen <laughs> <laughs> of which I can confirm it's made with love and that's the that's the differentiating 
factor with Brent's ramen. Love and M- MSG mostly. Yeah. <laughs> and none of that sweet chill. None of the spice. <laughs> There's no spice in my in my ramen. No spice at all. By the way, Demi, you went to school with Josh. What was Josh like in school? <laughs> um, me and Josh didn't know each other that well, but um, I. I was so surprised when I saw him on radio because I was like, I felt like he was a quiet kid. But mm. that was also because I was, like, super loud and probably didn't let anyone get a word in ever. <laughs> like, Can't I was that kid that, that you just wanted to kick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Josh, what do you... Like, do you reckon that it was just, like... Did you ever cross paths in the on, in the hallways Ooh. of... Yeah, we went to Central together. Hang on, Doncaster Central? Like Central Australia. Central yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. year eleven. That was that was a good time. That was yeah. why, when I learned to play guitar because I was like, I need to get on this campfire kumbaya business. Ooh. Of which you can hear in the all day breakfast new theme song, which just dropped last <laughs> week, by the way. Good plug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a romance? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 I mean, Demi was several uh, divisions out of my league. So, uh, <laughs> but I. I, we did cross paths occasionally, but it's a big year level. No, I don't think we ever yeah, were in the same why, class. Yeah. Like probably in PE or something, Maybe, like in one of those yeah. big composite ones. But yeah. it's a big school. It's a big year level. You really don't like people will ask me, you know, oh, I know someone at Donny. They're from two years below you. I'm like, no chance. Yeah, <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> But like the good thing is you're in the class of ra- hot radio content. So Demi, let's talk about MKR and your time on it. You're talking about the stress that goes into television production and food production. Yeah. Do you reckon that environment kind of saps out the love of cooking because it's so like, oh, I've got to make this and impress my um, new and all that? I think you go either way because, like, whether you're... While you're cooking on the show, you're off the show, you're cooking regardless because you're practising your recipes, you're doing this, that, you're testing out new things and you're also learning from other contestants. Yeah. I mean, we were the youngest in the competition so we had so much to learn in terms of other people who had been cooking for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you know. Yeah. So it was like awesome to hear that stuff but it's also that meant that you questioned yourself a lot more and you were like oh, my God, I'm not in this league. Like, how can I do this? Like, Mm. you know, I just cook for my family at home and they, you know. (laughs) Enjoy um, it. Yeah. So what what advice would you give to the future contestants of the show? Go with your gut. Like, don't try and be fancy when you don't need to be. Like, the judges used to say to us all the time, um, don't be fancy, like, stick to stick to what you know and stuff, but you don't listen when you see, like, I mean, Amy and Tyson, who were the winners of the show, they, like, would cook, like, sweetbreads with, like, a parsnip three ways and, like, deconstructed (laughs) carrot cake with, like, gelatin and cream cheese foam and, like, all this stuff. And then I'd be like... Oh yes, yeah, seared tuna with um, sesame crust. Is that alright? Like, Still sounds good for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> still, that sounds way too fancy for me. Mm. Tell us. So, what is the reality of being on a reality TV show? Yeah, <laughs> the reality is there's a lot more that goes into it than what you see on TV. Mm. Can you? How much are you allowed to tell yeah. us? Um, Channel 7's so, contracts are pretty, pretty big. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to. Channel Seven's lawyers are also very, very fierce. You are yeah. so worried about so many lawyers today. <laughs> no, Brent, you are trying to put us in a lawsuit, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you got me. Yeah, uh, I've got money going both ways. I've just invested <laughs> in all lawyer firms this month. <laughs> you can just run back to Tassie if anything happens. That's why you're trying to get yeah. everyone into something. What has happened here? It's, um, it's been spun around. <laughs> but yeah, your, your favourite part about the television world and television production and being on it, what is it? Um... 
I think the people that you meet and like not just on the show but behind the scenes as well, like they're so hardworking and everyone's so passionate about well, the food team's really passionate about food side of things and then the producers and stuff are so passionate to make a great show. I mean, even if that makes some people not look so great, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. it's entertainment and you, the people who can appreciate that it's a TV show and they're trying to entertain people to the best, the people that try and get away from it or try and, you know, fall into the traps of everything, they're the ones that just don't enjoy themselves. Yeah, crazy. Well, we've got to go to a song there, Demi. Do you have a request uh, for your tune as we give to every one of our guests? Yeah, um, let's go. My favourite at the moment is Post Malone. <laughs> so um, Candy Paint by Post Malone. Candy Paint, Post Malone. Right here on the all-day breakfast, sin. 90 points. Half the day is gone and the best is still to come on the all day breakfast barbecue. Sid 90.7. You're back on Sid 90.7 all day breakfast summer barbecue special and that was the most delicious way to coat your house. It's candy paint by Post Malone. (laughs) Uh, Better than that lead paint covering we were going with earlier. It's not as tasty. (laughs) Yeah, but like if you lick it, it has some effects. It's just three generations in delay. Uh, Anyway, uh, we are joined in studio by Demi, uh, former MKR guest of 2017. Demi, coming into 2018, how have you found it? What's it, what's the biggest post-fame story that you've got for us? Post- Not post-fame, actually. I should, post-reality TV fame, pre-real fame, which I'm mm, sure you'll ascertain. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call, like, Aussie reality TV fame anyway. But, um, it's our biggest shows on TV, though. It yeah. is. Yeah, it is. So they used to tell me all the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I don't, lawyers, I think it's I think it was more, like, surreal, if anything, because, like, if people, like, used to come up to us or do anything, it'd just be, like, de- like you know what I mean? It wasn't anything. So I used to just, yeah, it was... Mm. Has anyone recognised you? Have you been, like, out on the town and someone's been like, are you the girl from the TV? <laughs> yeah, we did. So, like... What, I guess, the Channel 17, they, they make, they try and like make you feel like you're a celeb, like, oh, you know, you're the talent, you're this, you're that. And they mm. took us on, like, a meet and greet tour. And I was like, mate, like, no one wants to see us. <laughs> like, oh, I don't undercut yourself. But, like, we did a tour, which was cool. It was the first time I went to Perth. And, like, we did a tour of, like, five different coal stores. And, yes! Like, people came in and, like, um, came and saw us and stuff. And, like, we signed oh. things. I signed a lady's jeans. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, full rock star stuff. Oh my god, like, oh. your fans. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, nothing. That lasts like a month and then everyone's like over it, on to the next, thank yeah. you. <laughs> and then you got so lucky to be on a show of such yeah. prestige, the old day breakfast. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, people come up to us in the street all the time. Oh, so yeah. It gets pretty annoying, you know, all the constant interview requests. I mean, the paparazzi about... is still out the out the window. <laughs> yeah, kept... We tried to shoo them off, but... That's not the paparazzi. I just have a very proud mum. She likes to take a lot of photos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Demi, we've asked you lots of questions. They've been pretty massive, but not as big as this one. How big is this question, Josh? It's so big, it has the highest ratings on Sin 90.7. Yes. It's so big that it got a 14 for its dish. <laughs> 14 wow. out of what, five? or Out of one. Wow. <laughs> It's so big, it's bigger than your biggest fan, Demi, that came to you at Coles. <laughs> <laughs> this question is so big, it's got 4.5 stars on Urban Spoon. Are you ready for the big question, Demi? <laughs> yes. Demi Katsouris, former MKR contestant, 
uh, amazing chef, food, lifestyle, fashion blogger, and most importantly, alumnus of the great Doncaster Secondary College. <laughs> <laughs> what do you eat for breakfast? Um, I wish it was something fancy, but um, pretty much just a yogurt, fruit, and granola kind of gal. Yeah, that's a big trend among all yeah. our uh, high achieving guests we've had on. It's just like the the trend amongst the elite in entertainment. Yeah, and we comedy. need to get on that. I think. Mm. No, well, superfood. I started. I started with oats and stuff. But like, what draws you to oats, granola, and yogurt? Is just the simplicity uh, of it, or um, it's quick and easy, and I can have it on the way to work. <laughs> he was Sweet. hoping for like a really deep. Yeah, no. Nice. Oh, if you want to get fancy, you put matcha powder in it. That is my Ooh. absolute favorite. Matcha tea powder. Yeah, matcha tea. powder. Yeah. Does that cleanse the chakras and really empower your best self? Oh, I don't self? care about that part. It tastes <laughs> ah, yes! So Be down with your chakras, Eli. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, I got too excited about that. Yeah. Um, no, but to to go against the granola thing, there did it did not Jules Lund go against that the other week when we had him on? No, mm. he said muesli. Ah. Granola's different, isn't it? Are they granola's the same thing? different than yeah. muesli. Yeah, I think yeah. muesli's oat stuff and granola's. Baked um, muesli. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was saying um, as soon as he cut it out of his diet, the muesli, he lost heaps of weight because of all the added sugar. But I guess granola would be healthy. Yeah, because if you've ever looked on, like, cereal packets, the, like, serving size for stuff like that is, like, a handful. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, heaps of sugar. Right. Well, now, that's, that's great. This show is for The Late Waker. It's the all-day breakfast. It's a breakfast show in the late afternoon, which you can find on Spotify, iTunes and Omni. Uh, summer barbecue to, edition, actually. Yes, this summer barbecue edition. You can reheat at your leisure. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> that means that we have a lot of people waking up after lunch yeah. uh, for this show. It's a lifestyle that I personally adhere to. <laughs> uh, can you tell us what would be your best post-lunch breakfast <laughs> that you would cook? Like a linner. Mm, oh, like yeah, a, like a, yeah, linner. Or a brunch. Ooh. Like a... More like a brinner. A brinner. A dunch. A dunch. <laughs> yes, dunch. Um, oh, good question. You ne- can never go wrong with eggs. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, if it's first time you're waking up, you can do an omelette, but with, like, maybe potatoes or something. Ooh. Potatoes, some pesto. Mm. Peppers. Yum. I'm yeah. hungry now. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So if we are hungry to see you on social media, where can we find you? Ah. Um, my Instagram handle is just Dem in Style, and then you can find um, our blog, Eating in Style blog, on Instagram, the same name, and um, eatinginstyle.com. Our blog as in? Myself and Katie, who was my partner on MKR. Hmm. Beautiful. Hey, coming up next, we got... Ben Milbourne on the phone. See if we can compare barbecue tips. Who has the better ones? A former MasterChef contestant or MKR contestant? But first, we've got this. Uh, Eli assures us it's an absolute banger from Chappelle Corby. <laughs> With I'm in Queensland on the all-day breakfast. Oh, do it. <laughs> barbecue on Sin 90.7 oh, Chappelle. Yes. And it is sunny. I have the palm trees. We're lettering on the mosquito spray with the all-day breakfast barbecue on Sin 90.7. You're back on Sin 90.7, all-day breakfast, summer barbecue special, and that was just a horrendous song. I can't believe you wanted to play that the whole day. <laughs> Incorrect. It was very, very good. It was Chappelle Corby's with I'm in Queensland, which is speaks to my heart, you know? Uh, I... I have more reasons to hate you. You know what is very, very good, though? Our next guest, which we do have on the line now, all the way from Tasmania, Mr Ben Milbourne. How are you, mate? I'm good, guys. Is that a real song? Yeah. Uh, 
well, I wouldn't say it's a real, real song. I don't think, uh, we, can, I don't think we can call it a song. It has been released. <laughs> I've got to step I haven't heard in. it yet. Uh, I've got to step in and defend Chappelle here. I think she's got a record deal in the bag. Oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> oh dear. I'll have to look that one up and have to listen. All right. For those of you trying to place that voice, it is in fact Ben Milbourne from 2012's MasterChef. He is also the host of SBS Food Network's Food Lab, which was previously on Channel 10, as well as Ben's Menu, and also former Parklands High School high teacher. Great to welcome another Tasmanian onto the show. How are you, mate? The more Tasmanians we can have, the better, I reckon. Especially if you came from Parklands, that's a, that's a pretty good neck of the woods. I I agree to a, to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> Probably we're the only people that get that in, Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Ben, because you're here to teach us about how we're going to barbecue, like our best barbecue tips for this summer. I just want to, because you are, you know, a proven and decorated chef. How are we getting barbecues wrong? Um, I think it's, uh, you can't really get a barbecue wrong. I think you're having a barbecue, you're, you're outdoors, you're probably with your friends. Um, you're probably enjoying summer, so life's going to be okay. It's just making sure that you've got a few things sorted before you, you get sort of into the barbecuing. I think prep is king with barbecuing. Do a little bit of prep work, and it's going to save you a lot of heartache when the barbecue is happening. Because when barbecues are happening, you want to spend time with mates, you want to have a chat, and you want to catch up on things, and you want to enjoy summer. So you don't want to have to be worrying about... Um, I mean, it's one of those things... When you put a barbecue on, everyone gathers around the barbecue and basically informs you what you're doing wrong when you're cooking. So trying to minimise as much of that as possible, I think, is the best way to go about it. Now, I do have to check, is it true that a steak won't cook in a barbecue unless two men are observing at any given point? <laughs> well, that's one of those things that, that, that if a tree falls in the forest and no, one is, no one's around us and make a sound, I don't know how we would check that. We just have to leave the barbecue there, I imagine, the, the steak there and see what happens. But I've never I've never been to a barbecue where there's not more than two blokes gathered around it basically poking and prodding at some sort of meat on the barbecue. Now, Ben, I also have to ask, does Uncle Andrew's patented trick of pouring half his VB on the hot plate actually help in any way, shape or form? Well, that probably would in cleaning the barbecue, but you could do it with anything, any sort of... If you put water on there, it's still going to lift any of that residue from the last barbecue you had off there but starting that's probably point one with barbecue tips is make sure you're starting with a clean barbecue plate because that's going to help transfer heat into what you're cooking a lot faster you'll end up actually getting the Maillard reaction on what you're cooking which is that yummy barbecue taste that you want more so than just boiling it and stewing it so that's probably point one if you have half a VB then tip it on there because that's probably all it's good for <laughs> Benny, great Cole. Benny's barbecues hot tips number one <laughs> Now, Ben, what should we do if we try a recipe and something goes wrong? Should we have a backup or what should we do? Um, I think that the more you can cook without recipes, the better off you're going to be. So we rely on recipes a little bit too much, I think. And the reason that I think it's a good thing not to rely on recipes is because when they go wrong, you have a little bit of intuition on how you can fix it. Most things can be fixed in the moment. Um, and you, we would, I mean, all... The, the people who have cooked on reality, reality television, um, including um, me, understand that things are going to go wrong. It's what's, what's cooking is built around and why cooking has been such a good reality television show because mistakes are going to happen and, and we sort of love those mistakes when we're watching television. But if, if you have some sort of intuition on what is happening when you're cooking, you can get around those mistakes and figure out, right, what can I do to, to end up with something that's going to be quite tasty at the end of this? Burning things in a barbecue is not a bad thing. 
Um, the, the whole ch- charring of food now is, is really in. It's about knowing what you can char and knowing how to go about charring. Um, so if you look at a, a lot of funky cafe menus now, they'll have charred herb salsas or they'll have char- a charred vegetable salad or there'll be some sort of charred meats on there. So charring things is, is quite in. So burning things is not a bad thing. It's about when I burn it, how do I then make sure that I can get some flavour in with that um, charred um, taste that I'm going to get. So charring vegetables, okay. Charring your brother's hands when he won't get it off the grill, not okay. <laughs> no, definitely not okay. No, yeah, I wouldn't be doing that because that, yeah, that's... Um, yeah, that would require VB again for a different reason, I would think. <laughs> there's no uh, there's, there's no sort of sauce that can spice up a brother's hand in a salad at all, is there? <laughs> no, there's nothing you can do with that. That's, um, and I imagine you're going to pay for it for uh, quite a few years. Every barbecue that you have from that point on will be bought up. There'll be a conversation about the time you burnt your brother's hand, so <laughs> stay away from that. Now, you were speaking about uh, high-pressure situations and mistakes that can happen on reality TV. I want to include Demi in this one as well. Uh, what is the actual... Yeah, she would know how it feels. Yeah, definitely. Well, the first time I cooked on a Barbie was on the show, so... Um... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So what is the actual... There's a lot of firsts on, on reality cooking shows. You hear that so often from um, contestants. They say, I've never done this before, but I'm going to give it a go. That's always the best place to give it a go when millions of people are watching. Yeah. Right. When you've got thousand nippies waiting to serve them some... Some uh, suzukakia or sausages or whatever you're making. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why we do it. It seems like a good idea at the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd think though with that many men watching a barbecue at once, it would cook so quick. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the actual experience of filming a reality cooking show like? Is it anywhere near as dramatic as the final edit actually makes out? Yeah, well, it's definitely a high-pressure situation, I've got to say that. And um, there's a lot of firsts on the show, like I said. Um, First time I cooked a barbecue, um, safe to say I made my dad and grandfather reasonably proud. <laughs> so, <laughs> that didn't go too bad for me, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot. Would you say it's cooked? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Ben, how, uh, how did you deal with the pressure? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, it's one of those things, humans are a really adaptive animal, so once you've been through it for a few weeks, it just becomes your normal life. And the people who do well on the shows are the people who adapt really, really quickly to their environment. So you'd be surprised at how quickly you you just forget about cameras being around you and get into the work that you've got to do. And the show is pretty... It's a pretty good representation of the stress that is in the room. There's still... It is really stressful. And and the judges and the cameras and the lights and the producers are trying to make it stressful Mm. because that's what, what television is. But at the same time, you are a passionate person and you're passionate about your food that you're cooking. And for a lot of us who are foodies, um, we we kind of... It's it's how we collect collect our hugs and kisses is through the food that we give people. So we're really passionate about the food that we're creating at the time and probably to an extent that we're probably a little bit too passionate at times. You see a lot of people break down and cry on these shows and I'm one of the people that did that. So um, it's... It is something that you... But it's surprising how quickly you learn to deal with that stress and that pressure. And the only way you can do it is by blocking out everything else. We learnt a few little tricks, um, understanding the show goes to air at 7.30 of an evening and it has a certain rating. And if, if you do make a mistake, that lots and lots of swear words back-to-back mean that it's probably not going to go to air. Yeah. That was a good way of getting around things. Um, so you learn a few little, little tricks of the trade, but it takes you a few months down the track to figure out how it all works and... Mm. Um, but we are adaptive animals. 
Exactly. And on the line, we have Ben Milbourne, former MasterChef contestant and host of Food Lab on SBS Food Network. He's also a former teacher at Brent's old high school. Yeah, I just have a question about the creative processes behind the dish. How do you come up with them? Um, the way everyone would do it differently, um, but I um, basically will look at the and the, the less ingredients you've got, the easier it is. It's when we had open pantries on MasterChef that it was really, really hard because you do have too many options and too many combinations you can put together, and you can kind of get lost in that a little bit. Um, and now, when I write a menu now for the restaurant, it is there's about right what's what's in season, what's the best produce I can get, and then. I try and put three things on a plate and keep it quite simple. So I'll look at, right, at, at the moment, and at the moment in Australia, asparagus is really good and it's in season. It's a, it's a, it's a, a really, asparagus is a seasonal thing and when it's good, it's really good. So I'll think about, all right, how many different ways can I prep, prep and cook in a piece of asparagus? And there might be five or six different ways that I can do it. And then I'll square that off to the side and I'll write it down, asparagus, and I've got five or six different ways that I can prepare it. And I look at what else, what protein goes well with asparagus. Um, white flesh fish goes really well with asparagus. So what white flesh fish can I get at the moment? Kingfish is really good. Blue eye is really good. So I'll put a list down of those. What are the different ways that I can prepare and cook those? Can I, um, can I char them, crispy skin, sashimi? I'll make a list of that. And then I'll think of one more component to go with that. It might be a sauce. It might be a puree. It might be a salsa. Um, and I'll make a list of that. And then I've got those three things the different ways in which I can cook them, and then I'll put that jigsaw puzzle together, and that's how I come up with my menus. That's pretty technical. Uh, mm -hmm. I, if you asked me how many ways you could cook an asparagus, I would say none. Just <laughs> let's, let's go with that. Hot, hot chips, let's do it. Uh, no, uh, speaking of putting together plates, though, uh, you're putting together a restaurant of your own, if I'm not incorrect. We are, yeah. So we're opening our second restaurant. We've got one at the moment, um, which is a small 12-seater. And we're opening a 50-seater um, in Tasmania, in the north coast of Tasmania, which opens at the end of March. So we, we get keys handed over this month to start doing the fit-out, and then it's the crazy time of, of fitting another restaurant out and, and getting it ready to, to, to open going into the Easter sort of period and, and get ready for that crazy madness that happens. So it's an exciting time. Um, I'm putting together menus at the moment and picking out you know, plates and cutlery and crockery and seats and all that sort of fun stuff. Um, but I'm looking forward to it opening and, and getting in there and standing at the past and, and feeding some people. Yeah, sounds great. What's going to be the name of the new restaurant then? Oh, yeah, I, I was hoping you wouldn't ask that. <laughs> Come on, we need an all-day breakfast meal. Yeah, can we give us, give us the exclusive. <laughs> Maybe you can workshop a few with us. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea the trouble I would get in if I release that. Is that there is a big um, campaign around um, the release of the name of the restaurant that's being put together by... Um, the government and tourism department down here in Tasmania. So oh. I'm actually I'm not allowed to tell you, unfortunately. That was the cheekiest humble brag I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and those those lawyers seem scary, so I don't think we'll prod any more. <laughs> you can tell us, but you'd have to kill us, and we don't want that. That is strange, though, because I want people to come to my restaurant. I'm not allowed to tell people what it's called. So <laughs> it's a strange setup. So um, Demi and Ben. How have your families influenced the way in which you cook and appreciate food? Demi, you can go first because yours is probably going to be a better story than mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't until I got older that I realised how lucky I was to have parents who could cook. Both of my parents are amazing cooks. And um, putting... I liked Ben before how you said about the we rely on recipes too much. We never really 
did the recipes thing in my house. It was throw a bit of this in, throw a bit of that in and taste as you cook. And while I was on the show, it was funny how I threw that concept out the window and I relied a lot more on recipes because I was so intimidated by everyone that was around yeah. me. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if you found that as well, but that was my biggest regret on the show is not going back to the the traditional and um, simple food that I love to cook usually. It's strange how we second guess ourselves sometimes. We think that the food that we create can't be good enough for the, the room that we're in. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really our, our stories and our background and, and the food that we love and grew up with that got us to that point. So you do have to back yourself in a little bit there. And, and my story is completely complete opposite. Um, so my, both of my parents, my, my dad is a really good cook of seafood because he loves fishing but both my parents would probably admit that they, they're not very good cooks my mum would cook steak by putting it in a griller and turning the grill up high so there was no pan frying no pan roasting it was just meat that came out like it was jerky um, and cooked potato it was meat and three veg and the meat was needed some sort of dental um, recognition to figure out what kind of meat it was when we sat down to eat it so I came from a background where I had I had no food culture uh, growing up. Um, so for me, it was the opposite. I loved food and I loved eating good food. So because I didn't have that food culture, I had to go out and experience those food cultures through travel. So I started to travel a lot, and that was where I sort of started connecting with different food cultures and, and how good food could be and how it could make um, me feel. And my day is built around what am I going to eat that day? Um, and that was when I travelled, it was the same. It was uh, When I arrive at this place, what's the first thing I'm going to eat? And I would map my day out around where am I going to eat, how much am I going to eat, how much surfing and running am I going to have to do to burn that off so I can do the same thing the next day. Oh, see, that's where I'm different. I've, I've never calculated how much of anything I have to do to wear it off. <laughs> Keep every meal with you is my saying. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're going to go to a song, but uh, as a offer we give to every one of our guests there, I uh, would like to offer you a song request. What track would you like to hear on the radio? Uh, can I request anything by the Jezebels? The yep. Jezebels. Can do. Yeah, sweet. We'll wave our r- magic radio wand and play you the Jezebels on the all-day breakfast, Sin 90.7. Pass the sauce and butter the bread on the all-day breakfast barbecue. Welcome back. You're on Sin 90.7. It's the all-day breakfast summer barbecue here with Ben Milbourne on the line. You just heard the Jezebels and what a banger that was. Now, Ben, we've asked you lots of questions all about, you know, your food journey and where you, how illegal it will be to name your restaurant to us exclusively because there's so many contracts and stuff. But we, I don't think we've asked you the big question. Now, Ben, I just want to warn you, one Tasmanian to another, this question's big. This question is bigger than the taste right, yeah. of Tasmania. Right. It's going to be about my scar or something like that. Mm, it's... <laughs> that may come up later now that you've mentioned it. <laughs> it's so big. It's, it's almost as big as the release of a name of a certain new restaurant in northern Tasmania. <laughs> It's so big, it's just all the viewers that you had on MasterChef are are tuning in to view our big question. (laughs) (laughs) It's so big, it's got a 19-course degustation. Ben Milbourne, are you ready for the big question? I am, this better be good. Ben Milbourne, celebrity chef, host of Food Lab on the SBS's Food Network, and soon to be proprietor of an unnamed mysterious restaurant in northern Tasmania. What do you eat 
for breakfast? Oh, um, at the moment, I'm eating a lot of different flavoured pancakes for breakfast. Oh, my kids oh. just watched an epi- About a month ago, my kids watched an episode of Peppa Pig where Daddy Pig made pancakes and threw them and they got stuck to the ceiling. And from that point on, every morning, my kids want breakfast, of, of pancakes for breakfast. So um, we've had apple pancakes, blueberry pancakes, chocolate chip pancakes. We had Milo pancakes the other day. They weren't very good, though. Oh, um, wow, I'm just <laughs> trialling thousands of different pancakes. That's all my kids want to eat in the morning. So, um, yeah, that's an easy one, pancakes. And that'll probably last until something else happens on Pepper Pig and I've got to make <laughs> random things. Excellent. What about what about pancakes falling off the ceiling in your new restaurant? Is that a, is that a thing we can see? <laughs> no, I've, that, that's the one thing I did tell the kids that I, I'm happy to make you pancakes, but I'm not throw, I'm not going to toss them and stick them to the roof because Mum would kill me. Okay. So uh, hopefully there'll be no pancakes stuck to the the roof of the new restaurant. Um, hopefully there'll be nothing stuck to the roof of the new restaurant if things go well. Uh, at least I, I really want to tell you now what it's called. It's, it's Nah, I'm feel nah, like I'm nah. missing out on a great opportunity here. But Just lawyers are fierce and they're tough, and we don't have the budget. <laughs> <laughs> having said that, they're Tasmanian lawyers. Like they may not hear. This is going to go to air in Melbourne. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. We don't have radio down here. Excellent. So, Ben, where can we find you on social media? Um, very good question. Uh, I think of uh, my Instagram, um, Facebook and Twitter are all the same thing. I think I was smart enough to make sure my handle was the same for all of them. So it's just Ben underscore Milbourne for Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. So if you want to follow what's happening in my world, jump on there and have a look at that. And then obviously the Food Lab um, show has got a, a great Instagram as well, which is just Food Lab, or one, uh, Food Lab by Ben or one word. And that is where all our recipes for the show sit and, and things like that. So if you want to um, do some of the, the recipes from the show, then um, follow the the, um, the food lab pages as well. It's and you know what, that's, pro- that's what you'll find out about the name of the restaurant um, uh, through social media. Exclusively. And you, the food lab is airing on SBS at 6pm, I believe, weeknights, perhaps? 6pm weeknights, um, Monday to Friday. Uh, so we're about probably halfway through the season at the moment, 60 episodes the show is, so it'll run through until probably the end of February in um, so it was a really big monster to, to um, film and put together and, and produce, but uh, we've got two more days of shooting um, and probably another 20 episodes to, to deliver to the network, but it's going along really well. Well, thank you very much. Just quickly before we go on that, you and your wife, Sally, do run the Cultivate Group, yes? We do, yeah. So we have a, a company down here, which we have four main pillars to our company, the food side of it, which is the restaurant, um, the production side, which is the stuff that makes the TV shows, then we do events and tourism here in Tasmania. Yeah, well, it's, it sells itself almost, doesn't Tasmania? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. It is the, the um, hidden gem of uh, Australia. And, um, Stop it's... telling people about it. Keep, keep it on the channel. <laughs> I've been putting a bad word out here. I've been going... I've been going... <laughs> Don't worry, people of Melbourne. Tasmania's still awful. Don't go down there. I can still afford a house. <laughs> yeah, okay, well. <laughs> All right, thank you both so much for joining us on the all-day breakfast summer barbecue. You've been very generous with your time. And, Ben, best of luck with the rest of the show and the new restaurant. Thank you very much, guys. Have a wonderful day. Let the sun burn your skin while we burn the snags on the all-day breakfast barbecue. And that's what you're listening to, Sin 90.7. Big shout-out to Demi and Ben for giving us all we need to know and schooling us on the goods of how to bloody fry up things on the barbecue. Mm. I'm hungry right now. Let's bloody turn it on. Yeah, (laughs) Are you hungry for this?
I've actually, I've actually eaten recently. I don't, I'm not yeah. even hungry anymore. I've completely lost my appetite. I lost the old appetite. Don't worry about it, Eli. That's... Secret sound. It's time for secret sound. Someone said to the show. That's just. <laughs> well, no, I have to get this one in because secret sounds. What it is? It is a segment where I play three sounds and you have to guess word for word. You at home as well. Word for word, <laughs> what the metaphorical meaning of those sounds are. So, give an example one. Give, give an example. Give it's an like. Example. What is that sound? And then you're like, oh. I would say it's a pen tapping against the desk. No, but I'd say. That is destiny knocking at your door. So I was going to say opportunity knocking. Oh, I'm already operating on your level. I mean, spending too much time around. Disgusting. Is reigning champ. So bloody. <laughs> I won last. Time. I think actually Brent won last time. All right, good. To good. his own disgust. Yeah, I hated it. I'd never win this game because I just I, I'm not creative enough to think of the things. Bonnie tells it how she sees it, and she yeah. doesn't see what the hell you're going on. That's yeah. her reporting the instincts to saying how it is. Very but you, you're here for it, and that's what I mm. really appreciate. All right, first secret Saturday. <laughs> What is that sound? Is that Eli malfunctioning in a social situation? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's actually just the starting to hear Johnny Focus Focus. <laughs> Bonnie? No, nothing. It sounds like R2-D2. <laughs> I'm going to say you're all correct there. <laughs> really? Because it was actually me finishing a conversation. Just to hear that again. But it is, is it actually this? And then I'm moving on. So uh, here is secret sound number two. What is that sound? That is you reverse parking into your future radio career. Is that you uh, plumbing for a drag race at traffic light? Nice. Is that you driving away, speeding off from this segment because... Everybody doesn't like it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. It was me dri- driving KPIs at my retail job. Oh. <laughs> I'll point out real quick, Eli can't drive, so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, here's, here's the third secret sound. Uh, you, you're, 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 all of you are one. Yes. Like Bonnie, Brent, you at home. Right, so it's an all-round tie. Third secret sound. Ready? Ready? Can we boycott it? <laughs> What is that sound? We'll play it again. Is it you turning the page on a new year of radio content? Who else has turned a page today? Brent! With the new year, new me! Is it, is it me reading the manual on how to get Eli fired from this show <laughs> so that we don't have to do this goddamn show again? Anyway, that secret sounds. You're, you're two, two out of three. Well done, guys. I really appreciate Yay. that. We've met our KPIs for this terrible, uh, yeah. terrible segment. Mm. Uh, to the ladies and gents out there in Radio Land, so sorry if you did play along <laughs> and you got any of those correct, seek help yeah. immediately. Uh, <laughs> but continue listening to the show every Monday, <laughs> 3 to 4 p.m. Start your week and your day off to the right one with the all-day breakfast summer barbecue special going right through the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. And if you missed any of today's show, we are available, of course, Say it, team, together, team, on Omni. <laughs> and stage... Sorry. Alphabetical order. Omni, iTunes, Spotify. iTunes, iTunes, Omni, Spotify. iTunes, Spotify. Omni, Spotify. S comes at the end, dude. Yep. I promise we'll learn the alphabet for next week, guys. Anyway, those three again are iTunes, Omni and Spotify, and that's where you can find the podcast. You can reheat the show at your leisure, and we'll cut out this bit so it's not terrible. And who have we got on next week? Who knows? Crickets. 
crickets. It's the cricket season, and it's just going to be crickets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yes! what we're about. Uh, they've got their hot new track. Scrap. I can't wait. So until next time, grime. as we always say, stay true to yourself. And that's all for this week. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Bebo, and be sure to catch us here on Sin 90.7 for the all-day.